Okay. Hey, uh, welcome to the uh, Eric J. The Great podcast. I got a uh, thank you. I got a, a special guest on the show today. Uh, music artist, summertime bad. Uh, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Eric J? Hey, I'm doing. I'm doing all right. Just uh, taking it day by day. Uh, before we uh, get into the interview, I'm gonna uh, play one of your songs just in case some people, you know, ain't heard, never heard your music before. So I'm gonna uh, play it for like a minute or so, and then I start getting into the question. Sounds good. Hit it. Yeah, I just like this uh, this whole video thing that you had on this. You like the theme? Well, I had a real fur on it, and they didn't want me to wear it. And I said, I'm just going to do me and be myself. They're like, don't wear it, don't wear it. And I'm like, who cares? I'm authentic. I'm in that Rolls truck, they got big pig. I do what I want, cause I'm that bitch, hey. You got my vibe, boy, so don't lose me. Play your cards right, big bad is choosy. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice vibe right there. That's, that's Sneaky Lang. That's my song, Sneaky Lang. Yeah, that's something I could ride into the, uh, the car right there, just coast right there, you know. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. I, I was that was my little R and B vibe. Oh yeah. So uh, first off, you know, uh, tell the people where you're from and uh, how old are you? All right, I'm 27 years young, and I am from Youngstown, Ohio. So we call it the Yo. <laughs> so if you're from Youngstown, you say I'm from the Yo. Oh, uh, why they call it the Yo? Youngstown, it's like the first two letters in Youngstown, the yo. Oh, okay. And it's it's an hour away from Pittsburgh, one direction, an hour away from Cleveland, the other direction. Oh, so okay. it's so easy because I'm right between the two to network. And you wouldn't believe it, but Pittsburgh's great for music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah. it's kind of like in the center of like, you know, the north and that east coast, you know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of surrounding cities that's not too far. Yeah. Yeah. So like um when you hear your city, you know, when someone say your city, what's the first name that kind of your mind? Youngstown. Okay. Like like you mean like where I'm from, like or what do you mean? Yeah, like like if somebody say, you know, your city, like, you know, what's the first thing you think about? Um the first thing I think of Youngstown is we have really good pizza. Oh, okay. Y'all yeah, known for pizza. We're known for pizza, and we're also called Little Detroit because we used to have like a large mob presence. Oh, okay. So how's the uh, the culture there? Like, is it like kind of like half and half, like kind of uh, hood and like suburbs, or how 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 is it? There's some suburbs, but um, 
Youngstown is like on like the top 10 of the most impoverished cities in the United States list. Um, that's why I really like to say I'm from there because Omarosa's from there too. Oh, okay. She's a big success story. So, you know, there's so many rappers and artists that came out of Cleveland. There's so many of them that came out of Pittsburgh, but nobody's ever really made it big from Youngstown. Like they're Youngstown famous. So I kind of made it a point to put on to get Youngstown on the map. And then I kind of like took the whole scene because I'm like the only one who's networking and, and doing it. Because my theory is um, hard work begets talent. Like there's a lot of rappers that are better than me, but they can't network. Like they won't go out, leave the city. I mean, I'm all over the place, you know? So, and that, I mean, hard work begets talent every time. Yeah, because, you know, uh, relation. You can you can have talent, but it ain't like back in the day where like early two thousands where, you know, a person could be talented and they could just rap to somebody and they'd be like, oh, I'm gonna I'm believe in you and I'm gonna just mm-hmm. invest all this money into you. Now it's like you can have a person that's like a way better artist, and you can have a person that's that's not a bad artist, just a good artist. They and they and just because of the relationships they have, they'll go farther, you know, because relationships is everything. And you got to think like back in like the nine early 2000s and um, before that, um, A&R people would come to little cities and scout out local clubs and talent. They're not looking for you anymore. You have to look for them. They're right. not looking for talent anymore. You're, you have to look for them. You have to seek them out. They're not coming to your little city. You need to go to where they're based. Right. and put yourself in the room with them in front of their people so that's that's a big reason too you have to like make yourself get discovered if you're not from like la or new york and a lot of artists too like on top of that uh, before we go into the next question like on top of that like people gotta really understand like not just pulling up on people and putting yourself out there but you gotta be willing to invest in yourself too a lot of people don't want to spend their own money and that hold a lot of people back too. Um, the advice that, you know, um, when I tell people I'm a rapper, the first thing they say to me is, oh, you better watch out being a woman. You know, people could try to cut you raw deals and all this. Well, I, you know, I deal with rap a lot and um, they've always been good to me. But regardless of that, the women who get like in bad situations, it's because like they didn't have the money to fund their studio time, their outfits, anything. So they were like, doing things to get free studio time and stuff it getting into crooked things like it, I, so I advise women if you can't afford to do this all on your own before you're signed or with have a label backing you um go back to work quit, quit, quit this right now go get a nine to five stack up a bunch of money then come back because you don't ever want to be indebted to anybody in this industry if you can't do it yourself you can't do it period I fund all my travel myself because at the end of the day, I want to have the power to get out of a situation. If I go to an event and I don't feel um, comfortable, you know, I don't want to have to have been stuck because or uh, indebted to somebody else. So that's always my biggest advice to women is if you can't afford to do this, don't do it. Go get a nine to five until you can come back and because they're going to respect you more, you know, and they're going to respect you more and it's a whole lot safer. Right. You always in any situation, you always want to go into it with a little leverage. Exactly. Leverage. That's the key word. Um, Day one in the music industry, they told me I needed to build build leverage. So that was the key word. Mm -hmm. Right. People don't understand that. 
Right. So as far as growing up, when you was younger, when you was a child, a child, like how was it growing up in your city? Like uh, what were some of the obstacles you had growing up, circumstances, you know, things like that? Well, the obstacles were like um, growing up in this traps, like, like, I mean, literal trap. There's literal trap houses out here, but like, like, it's like a, a trap. Like if you're different than like the mold, you're, you're looked at as like an outcast. Like it was like graduate high school, get married, but get a ranch style house, make minimum wage and have a bunch of kids and have, you know, by age 22. So if you're not doing that, they look at you like there's something wrong with you. So me, I didn't do that. I went back to back. I got a bachelor's. I got a master's. I got another master's. I did some TV shows. I did some modeling. Uh, you know, I started a, a, a law firm. Now I'm a rapper. So like, I, you know what I'm saying? So people, people look at you. It's kind of like a hater city. Like I say, Ohio's a rough crowd. Like you can be very talented in Ohio and they're not going to like, like they're, they're kind of like, uh, they want to see you doing good, but not better than them. Right. So it's kind of, if you're different, you stand out and it's not in a good way in Ohio. It's in like a, you're going to have a lot of haters. So I experienced a lot of hate, a lot of, why don't you just get a job in one of the degrees you got? Why don't you just, why, why do you want to do this, that, and the third? Why do you want to be on TV? Why can't you just be normal like the rest of us? And to that, I say, you all can do what I do. You could do exactly what I'm doing. There's no, who, who woke up and said that none of you could be a rapper. You can, you can do whatever you want. So if this is what I choose to do, I, that's your problem. If you don't think you can do it, you know, but don't hate on me. Cause I do it. So it's a very, it's a very impoverished area and people, they get really mad if they see you doing really good. And that's sad, but that's just what it, that's just facts. That's what it is around here. Right, because, you know, in most cities like that, that's similar to that. It's a crab and a bucket mentality. And, like, you know, when people think like that, it's just like, you know, you would get farther if everybody supported each other. Like, if it was kind of similar to, like, Atlanta. I mean, I know Atlanta got probably got some haters in their city, too. But for the most part, when people start getting buzzed and they get a little footprint in the industry, everybody's doing music together everybody ain't got no beef or hide behind no corner talking about this person not and don't want to do music with this person even though they don't even really have a problem with this person they just being petty and just want to be hateful towards that person it's, it's crazy how people act sometimes but in areas you have to think about this one areas where there's money to be made people are a whole lot friendlier so Atlanta, yes, there's impoverished areas, but for the most part, there's a lot of money to be made there. Houston, Miami, cities like that. So yeah, you have bad areas or you have impoverished areas, but you also have people making a lot of money there. In Youngstown, there's nobody making a lot of money there. You've got to go to Pittsburgh or Cleveland to see get the good jobs, you know? So when you're in an area, and then in Atlanta and Houston, they see and hear rappers every day, you know? In Youngstown, you're weird because you want to be a rapper because there's not any rap, there's not a lot of rappers there. You know, so it's it's all about like in a bigger city where there's, you know, a mixture of like high income, low income in the middle. You're going to be a lot more accepted than in a city where it's 100 percent impoverished and there's like nobody in this industry in Youngstown. You know, they're not going to understand. They're going to go, why does she want to be a rapper? She needs to go work at Walmart like the rest of us. 
you, you know, Atlanta, they see people like doing big things. They're used to it, you know, so they're more supportive. And like, you know, like I say anything, like, you know, you got the rest of your life to, to, to get by if that was it, what it comes to, you know what I'm saying? But everybody yeah. does ha- deserve a shot to, uh, to try something that they love, you know, like, cause you know, if you try something you love and it don't work out, you know what I'm saying? The chant, the percentages don't work out. Then, then you can go to sleep at night and be like, well, at least I, I try, you know, like uh, instead of it having that 10 years down the line, be like, dang, I should have did this, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's the worst feeling in the world. That's funny that you brought that up because I, now I forgot all about this, but when I shot my first music video, it was from my song private jet. Um, I was freshly in the industry. This was in like September and, um, so I just started in September and, um, I was like, Oh my God, this is costing so much money. Maybe I'm making a big mistake. I'm using, you know, my savings to fund this. Maybe I need to just quit now. And my friend, she's in her like uh, late forties. She goes, no, she goes, I, if I could do it, you can always make money. You have the rest of your life to make money. Money comes and goes. You need to do this right now while you're young. If you don't do it while you have the money to do it, you're going to regret it. Right. And I think that's what happens with people in my hometown. If they get a little bit of money, they want to keep it. They're scared to spend it, even if it's to like enhance their career or chase their dreams. Yeah. Like I tell people all the time, I told somebody on uh, Facebook the other day, I was like, uh, if you don't, if you're not willing to go broke, investing in yourself then you don't really believe in yourself yep or you gotta be willing to, to spend it all you know if you know that you got the talent and you know that you're gonna put the work in to get where you're trying to go you know and you can always make more you can always make more money right but you might not ever have an opportunity to go to certain events ever again and if you miss those opportunities it is over with miss those opportunities so yeah. So as far as um, your household growing up, did you have a two parent household? Any siblings? I have a lot of siblings, but I did not have a two parent household. My parents divorced when I was really young and my mom has another daughter and my dad has three other kids. So um, I was raised by in a single parent household and we didn't have that much money. Um, you know, I had some rich relatives, but in my area, if you, people who have money, they won't spend a dollar on anybody else they won't help you out so it didn't even matter having any rich relatives because it's not like they'll help you so I kind of did it all myself um I was kind of the odd man out uh because my parents I was like a latchkey kid do you remember that term (laughs) yeah so like if your parents are never home when you get home from school you like um, they you have your own house key and you let yourself in and you make yourself your own dinner and you just take care of yourself so that was kind of me. So I remember a lot of other kids, like their parents wouldn't let them play with me because they like uh, saw I was like home alone all the time. And like in my neighborhood, the parents needed to know your parents in order to let their kid play with you and hang out with you. And my parents were never around really. I kind of raised myself. So nobody really, I didn't really have many friends. Um, in high school, I ate lunch alone in the, in the library. Cause I didn't have anybody to sit with in the cafeteria. 
So like, and it's crazy because now all these people that like were mean to me in school, like they act like they're like, they know summertime bad and, <laughs> and they want to like, like DM me and have me like, you know, shout them out and get, get free stuff. And I'm like, no, I was like, that's crazy. So, I mean, that's the best revenge against anybody, an ex-boyfriend, friends, bad family members is success. And if you lose, a, this is the way I live my life. It took a while to get this way. If I lose a business deal, I'll get another. If I lose a man, I'll get another. If I lose a friend, I'll get another. Don't trip. Don't sweat. Don't sweat it. You know, you got to manifest and think positively. If you don't, you are never going to get ahead. Right, right. I uh, got the uh, similar values. I'm the same way, you know. Um, as far as like activities, when you was younger, what some of the things you did as a kid? Did you play any sports? You was into musicals, anything like that? Like, what what, what did you do? I would have liked to um, pursue sports, but we didn't really have the money. You had to like pay to play, and like we didn't we didn't have that money, and like I didn't have parents who could take me to um, practice. They were working. How are they going to take me to practices for sports? So, but I did do show choir. It's like where you dance and sing. Cause that, you know, it was free. It was like a period of, out of high school. Like, like it was like a class you took almost. No. So you didn't have to pay extra money for that. And you did it and you practiced while you were at school. So um, it was a lot easier. So that's really the only thing I did. I didn't do any other sports. Like I said, I wasn't allowed because we didn't have the money and I didn't have a way there. So uh, I had my childhood compared to now is like night and day. Like I was a very lonely <laughs> child. And now I have like people like, like I'm never, I never have free time. It's very stressful. Be careful what you wish for <laughs> is all I'm going to say. Right. So like, as far as like your family members, did you have anybody in your family that was involved in the music business? No, I have family members that are involved in sports, um, professional sports. Like my cousin was the late, great um, Bruno San Martino. He was the living legend of WWE. He sold out Madison Square Gardens numerous times. He just passed away a few years ago. And then I had some other um, cousins. I think one of them's a co comedian. And then I have some ones that, that were in like the NFL and stuff. But um nobody in the music I, I wasn't supposed to be a rapper I was like that wasn't anything I was ever gonna be mm -hmm. like this really happened overnight I just wanted to be famous so any way I could get famous I that's that's why nobody will tell you that people are gonna get on and be like oh I wanted to be a singer my whole life when really they're like no I just wanted to be famous and if this is the way to do it you know so I'm gonna be real I'm gonna tell you the truth the truth is I did acting, modeling, brand modeling, rapping, because I figured whatever avenue sticks and gets me to be famous and pays me, that's the one I'm just going to stick with. Right. So rapping seemed to be the hit the nail on the head for me, even though I still do act, but, um, you know, and I model, but that seems to be the one and not once. And like, now I like it. Like I enjoy it. It's fun. I write all my own music. Um, I don't have a ghostwriter. I fund everything myself. You know, I network myself um, in between managers right now. I've fired like three managers so far because nobody's going to work as hard for you as yourself. So and a lot of people don't have a good work ethic. 
So, you know, you just have to be, like you said, the word leverage. Now I have leverage. So now I have people approaching me that want to be my manager. Before, when I started, I had no, I had to like beg people to want to work with me, you know? Now I don't like, you really have to build leverage and make a name for yourself and call yourself something so much that other people are going to refer to you as that, you know? Right. So uh, what would you say led you to doing music? A chance encounter with one of the CEOs of Rap-A-Lot Records West. So I, uh, to make a long story short, I was coming off a show in LA. I filmed an episode of You Bet Your Life with Jay Leno in September and I posted something funny on Instagram and one of my followers messaged me back and they commented on it and they were like, do I, we saw you were in LA. Do you do music? And I said, well, I've written some music, but, and I did, I, I wrote private jet. I had that, I wrote that during the pandemic, but I didn't think I was going to do anything of it like with it. And they were like, what do you do? I was like, well, I act, but I, I did write this song. They're like, well, why don't you go in a studio, any studio and like, you know, record it and send it over where, and I was like, well, why, what do you do? They're like, we're with Rap-A-Lot records, like Drake, Jay Prince. And I didn't know what Rap-A-Lot was. They could have been, you know, bullshitting with me. <laughs> so then I looked it up and I went, oh, and then I looked up who the person was who messaged me. I went, oh, okay. This is really legit. So I sent him the song. I recorded Private Jet. He goes, all right, it, it's it's banging. Go record four more and put out an EP. Mm. So I was like, oh my God, what? So I recorded four more and put out an EP. And then a week later, the rap lot called me and they asked me if I wanted to open for Drake and Kanye at the Larry Hoover show in wow. December in LA. But due to Astroworld, they didn't have anybody opening. So they still wanted me to come as their guest and meet everybody and network with everybody. So I went as Rapalot's guest um, and it was so wild because a week before I wasn't anything and then they were had me in the secret entrances saying, we're bringing the artist in, we're bringing the artist in and I was the artist and I was like, <laughs> I mean, Drake's dad was walking down the hallway right behind, like he was standing right behind me. I got like a little selfie. You could see him. He had an all red suit on. It was like the wildest thing. And like, but it really motivated me because I was like, okay, this is what it looks like on the other side. This is so like, this is so attainable. I'm here, aren't I? So I just went around and said, I'm summertime bad so many times till I was blue in the face that everybody knew who summertime bad was at the end of the night, you know? Right. So that's how I was discovered. I wasn't supposed to be a rapper. They kind of poached me and coaxed me into being a rapper. So, you know, they got what they wanted now, I guess, because they're stuck with me. Yeah, sometimes stuff finds you. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, some of the best people in certain fields didn't go looking for it. Like, it was just something that just yeah came to them. Fate. And then they just put the work in and they took off. It was fate, you know, because like, and I don't want people to think that like every deal is a good deal because I got lucky. Like it was meant to be, it was fake because some people can message you and say they're from a certain record label and they're lying and they're going to like, you know, yeah. it's, it's a bad situation. They're trying to get you in. Like this was all legitimate. I did my research um, before I went out there and I get deals every day. And I know now that I'm kind of a little seasoned a little bit, 
uh, in the industry and understand a little bit more. I realize not every deal is a good deal. And some of it, they, they see that you have a lot more to offer than they do. So they're trying to cut you these deals. So I've learned like with brand deals, people want to do marketing deals with me. Like I know what to say yes and no to now a lot better than I did when I started, you know? Yeah, Nick, that, that comes with the process. You know, everybody has growing pains no matter what you're doing. So you just have to you get you get better with time, you know. Of so course. like as far as your like if who was some of your favorite artists growing up? This is easy, Mac Miller. Oh yeah, I love Mac Miller. I got a picture of him in the crib. <laughs> you do? Yeah. All right. After this, you'll have to show it to me. Actually, he's like, he's my everything. He's my inspiration. I was supposed to meet him before he passed. And uh uh I wouldn't do this ever. You know, I think that's why I'm very successful in Pittsburgh. Uh because um people that rock with him, they rock with me and uh, he's just, he was very influential to me because, all right. So coming from Youngstown, there wasn't any success stories I could see out of Youngstown. So Cleveland, they had MGK, they had Kid Cudi and Pittsburgh had Wiz and Mac, right? So, um, but Mac was closer to my age than Wiz was. So when I was in high school, Mac was like two, three years older than me. And I was like, oh my God, like, so it was seeing someone close to my age who was lo as local as it gets to me an hour away be so successful. It was like the wildest, it was the wildest thing for me, you know, cause it was, it was real. And being there every time I go to Pittsburgh, I say, Mac, please help me connect with your people. Please help me get good deals. Please, please protect me and your city. And ever like people just, people just flock to me in Pittsburgh. I do really well in Pittsburgh Taylor gang is nothing but good to me uh I love Taylor gang I love shout out to fed the god and will and Pittsburgh tie uh they've all been nothing but nice to me um more so than my own area so um you never know but I love Kanye I love Drake I love I love Sade my favorite female rapper is Cash Doll she actually put me on her story last weekend and I was so flattered um and then i love keith sweat oh yeah that, that, yeah that's a classic right? i'm a big keith sweat fan yeah twisted's my, my favorite song ever in life out of any song is twisted yeah I, that's, that's my favorite song yeah twist is dope i like that's the video Oh, I like the video version. Like he sings other parts in the video version that he doesn't sing in the song. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cut Close, who's in the video and they sing with Keith Sweat a lot. They're coming back. They're going to do another album. I was just talking to them the other day. Yeah, they should, you know. Uh, they're coming back. Yeah, they're going to, they're working on another album right now. Yeah, yeah. Keith Sweat. Yeah, he's a, he's a legend. So like, where, uh, where did you get your rap name from? And uh, when, when, uh, when, did, when was your first time going to a studio? Like around what age, what time frame? My first age, my first time going to the studio was this year. So it was like September of, or September of 2021. It's okay. like six months ago. Uh, I'd never been to a studio before that. I didn't know what to expect. My rap name actually comes from a J. Cole song. So, you know the song In the Morning by J. Cole and Drake? Yeah, that's classic. So, the song starts out and he goes, J. Cole goes, baby, you summertime fine. 
And the first time I heard that song years ago, I said, if that was my song, I wouldn't have said that. I would have said, baby, you summertime bad. And then it, that always stuck in my head. And so when it came time to have a rap name, I was like, I'm summertime bad. So they call me STB, you know, summertime bad. I call myself summer from the yo, Burberry bad. I mean, I got a lot of like, you know, alter egos to it. I am also the rap lot princess. So <laughs> yeah, that's a dope. That's a dope. That's my dope. favorite name. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, like at like anything that you're doing, that's, that's a talent or a skill, you have to build confidence in it. So yeah. would you say now you're at the point that you had the confidence because like you could have somebody pushing you to do something, but you had to have that confidence. It's always a certain point where you get that confidence internally to be like, yeah, I really can do this. Like, you know, like, it's just like playing sports. Like you could be playing basketball for five years, but until you had that one good game, you like, Oh yeah. Like I'm really, I really can dominate out here. So what, what, what was that moment for you? I think what sets me apart is I don't really have a team around me. I had to do it myself. It was like, you're funding this. You have to do this yourself. And if you don't make it, nobody cares. And if you do make it, nobody, nobody in your inner circle cares. So I had to push myself. I had to give myself that confidence. I had nobody around me pushing me like, you can do this. I swear I didn't. It was all me. I had to wake up every day and say, I'm summertime bad. Like I'm big bad. I had, you have to like, I had to think I was the hottest thing in the room and that took a while, but um, I had to do it all myself. I never had anybody pushing me or telling me, Oh, you're good. You know, you, you should do this. You need to pursue this. Nobody did that. It was all me. So like I had to make a promise to myself, you're going to try as hard as you can. You like every time I get on a plane, when I travel, I say in my head, I go, you're going to get rich or die trying get rich or die. like over and over and over. I say that the whole flight. Cause that's my idea. So when I land and I'm about to get on stage or do an interview or whatever I'm doing in my head, I'm getting rich or dying, trying. This is, this is now or never. I have, I went all in on this. I have no choice, but to go hard. Cause I don't have anybody next to me saying you got to go hard. Right. And I've tried and I've had bad experiences. Like I've had managers who I'm like at a video shoot that I pay a lot of money for. And I'm like, hype me up. And they don't say anything. They just stand there like this, like with their arms folded, like haters. Like I don't have anybody hyping me up, but me. And it, it, it changed my whole demeanor that one day when I, and I was like, all right, I can't really ask other people to hype me up. I just got to hype me up. Screw what they're doing. I don't care what the, if they're giving like salty looks the whole time, I have to think I'm the best thing ever. You know, if I walk, if you walk around, like you're the best thing ever, eventually people are going to start to think you're the best thing ever you have to manifest it I really did manifest everything that's ever happened to me good in my life I could have very easily um just like done what everybody else in Youngstown does and but I put myself out there you know I, I built I made a way when nobody like nobody gave me away I made a way for myself and this is not unattainable anybody can do what I'm doing I promise you that Maybe not the same industry, but anybody can do anything they put their mind to. And people don't believe in themselves enough. And I believe in myself. And that's the only reason I've become successful. You have to believe in yourself. Right. And like uh, anything 
the, in life, like your circle, the people around you can make you or break you. So yes, like you got to have, you know, positive people around you, positive vibes, not nobody that's secretly envying you, even if you put them in a position to make money, people are still hate on you for no reason. So that circle is very, very important, you know, because that keep your, you know, you want to have positive people and keep your keep your energy up high because, you know, sometimes you might be, energy might be low some days and just because the people you got around you, they get you back where you was on a normal day, you know, so something you yep. need those type of people around. So like- But even uh, if you don't have that, you can do it yourself. You can be your own positive example. You know, a lot of people don't have any positive influences around them. So if you don't, screw it. Be your own positive influences. Try be your own hype man. That's how I feel. Right. So are you uh are you signed to rap a lot right now? Or is it just like a uh something that you like just a relationship right now? It's just a relationship right now. Um it's I'm a um I'm a prospect. So what that is is they contact me, one of the CEOs contacts me uh like once every few weeks, updates on my career. Um, I ha- ask them questions. They they give me answers if I have any questions about music industry stuff, or they'll tell me, "Hey, this is going on this weekend. Go here. Go network here. We have people here. Do this. Do that." Um, it's a numbers game, so um, they don't invest until the numbers are there. You know, like high, high, high numbers. So that's really the only thing that we're waiting on. You know with rap a lot but I've made it perfectly clear and a lot of people have said don't do this they're like you know I I rap about them in my songs I call myself the rap block princess which they're totally fine with um they're like that's a lot of people have been like don't you think that's putting you in a box you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket but I know that I know that I know that I'm meant to be with them and they have expressed to me they know I'm meant to be with them and I don't want to go anywhere else okay yeah, I was just about to ask you that, like, would you sign to, a, like, another major or stay independent if it made sense? I would never stay independent, and I would do a joint deal. So they're, like, independent, and they would take me to a major label, and we would do a joint deal. But I will not stay independent because, I, like I said, it's not about – it's nice to have extra funding. It's nice to have a signing bonus, but also it's nice to have people backing you and know what they're doing because I have no help, so – it'd be nice to have the backing of a label that knows how to get you on radio, how to do this, how to do that, how to market you. So some people don't need that backing. I personally like, I, I like that. Okay. Yeah. I got, I got to understand that. So but I uh, found where I need to be. Okay. So uh, how often do you record? Um, anytime I write a song, I was like, I'll just book a studio session. I go to Nexus Studios, shout out to AT at Nexus, um, to record Pittsburgh has ID labs. We have Nexus in Youngstown. So, uh, I I believe I'm going to get him some gold records from working with me and I've let him know that. So, um, that's, I just, anytime I come up with something to write, my deal right now is singles. I don't, I was going to do another EP and then uh, the people in the industry advised me to just do singles. I'm also doing a lot of features for people right now. Um, so that's basically my main focus. Okay. 
So when you first started dropping music, you know, uh, how was the buzz, you know, around your city and surrounding areas, you know, like, because, you know, uh, you know, when you first start, start doing something like you, you're anxious to see, especially in music, you're anxious to see people reactions, you know, especially when you first starting out. So like, uh, how was people reactions when you initially started dropping content? It's so weird because people who knew of me, I tried to Hannah Montana a little bit. Like I, I, uh, took my real name off my Instagram page and I just put summertime bad. So I thought that like people who I went to school with or people I knew around the city wouldn't realize it's me. And they realized right away it was me. I wasn't fooling anybody. I was so mad. I was trying to be like discreet and not let them know that it's me. And when I asked them what they thought, they're like, we're not surprised that none of them were, nobody that's ever met me around this area was not surprised. I said, that's crazy. How are you not surprised? I was never a rapper or a singer. They said, we just knew you, you just like, we could just tell that you were going to be famous. I was like, well, news to me. So good reception, but Youngstown didn't know me until I did a Youngstown show. I did one show in Youngstown and I met a rapper I actually was a really big fan of Chris Lombardi. Okay. I love him. He's great. He's from Youngstown. He claims Cleveland, but he's from Youngstown. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> but he sat in my studio sessions and helped me out with ads a couple times. And I did a feature for him. And um, it's, it's, I didn't want to do any shows in the city. And I did one and I made a lot of connections. So really, um, people know, people know who I am. But a lot more people know who I am in Pittsburgh. Oh, like and the other cities I travel to so I travel to Houston a lot I travel to Miami I travel to Atlanta twice this month um I travel to LA like that's really how you get your name out there you want people in various cities to know who you are it's crazy when I check my stats on Apple and I see people in all these crazy cities listening to my music in other countries too it's wild so like that's that's how you do it because if I just stayed here in Youngstown I would just it would just say Youngstown Ohio and that's who listens to my music you know I have people from all over who know who I am and I think it's like it's just insane that somebody could do something like this in six months right yeah you definitely off to a, a great start uh, to your career so as far as like the music scene in your city or like close to your city surrounding areas do a lot of uh, artists collab or is it just like everybody doing their own thing I'm nice um I've tried to collab with some rappers and they don't have they like want to collab with me so bad but they don't make the studio time and I'm like look I'm this this and this busy if you want me you better get me now because they're not even invested in their careers it's a hobby this is life or death for me it's a hobby for them because some of them have kids and other things going on so it's just like a fun hobby and they're they're not getting anywhere but some of them that take it really seriously, oh my God, they're like, you want to get on this show with me? You want to open for me? You want to do this podcast? If I'm in town, I'll help them out, especially Chris Lombardi. But um, uh, we're all, the ones that take it serious are really nice to each other. The ones that aren't are the ones who like, ha they're stressed out because they got kids or they got jobs. They have other things going on and this is just a hobby for them. But the ones who take it serious, we know what's up and we help each other out. Okay. So uh what artists have you uh you worked with so far and uh do you have any artists you plan on working with in the future, like in the near future? 
Sure. Sure. Um, I've worked with Monray the Mogul. I actually did a video, music video with Monray the Mogul and Fed the God um, uh, two weeks ago in Pittsburgh. Fed the God is Taylor Gang's uh, artist. Okay. It's Wiz's like, you know, artist. So he's pretty popping right now. Um, I just did a collab with Rich Soul in Atlanta. They're pretty big in Atlanta. Um, Chris Lombardi, I did a collab with him. I did a, a sneaky link. I had a local artist on there. Uh, we had the same management at the time. So I, you know, I had him on there. But um, every day, new people keep asking me to uh, work with them. I have some heavy hitter industry friends. And I know when I go to their city, they have me, they're going to have me on some stuff. And I can't say any names, but like, like big, big time people. And what's cool about me too, though, is I always tell them like, look, if you don't have room for me in a song, you can put me in the video. And they love a good video girl. So they're like totally down. But a lot of my songs I've done like um, myself. I want to get Cash Doll. I talked to Cash Doll about a collab. We're in talks right now. Um, my one song, they want Juicy J to get on it. I have a song that I recorded the first verse. They want Juicy to do the second. But other than that, like, it's been all me. Because I, I want all lies on me. I know they say you need someone co-signing you. But when I walk in the door and I say I'm with rap a lot, that's already enough co-sign for me. That's all I need. Like, you know, like, I just, I want, I want to shine. Like, I don't want anybody to outshine me. I know I'm going to get good features. I know I'm going to work with, you know, crazy people, but they have to hear me first, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely have to, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, I won't say make a mistake, but it's something that's kind of undervalued, like, especially when you first come out, like when you're building your fan base, like, people need to hear you know your story and hear you before you know you start bringing other people into it because I like you know collabs ain't nothing wrong with it but it ain't nothing like you know when you put out a project and it's all you and it do the same thing as if you was to put Drake or somebody else on it then you that's how you know you like that's real authentic fans you know yeah and I actually was gonna have Young Blue they were gonna put Young Blue on my song Private Jet but it's so good the way it is. I don't want to cut the second verse. I'm oh. sorry. It's that's my Y'all big club crazy. hit right now. That's my big club hit right now. We could do a remix maybe down the line, but I didn't want for the original version. That was my bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the Young Blue. Young Blue would go crazy on this one. He would. He would. But I would do it for a remix. I didn't the original one. I wanted it to come out exactly the way it came out. And you know, well, the other song that I played, um, he was sound good on that song, the one that you did with Nikki Lang. Yeah, yeah, he would. That was like the weirdest deal. I wrote that verse. I, I write everything. Like, I mean, I like to plan out my verses for my own songs, but when I do a feature, I'll write it on site. And um, I did it like. Uh, I did it right there and then they're like we want to do a video for it and I was like oh okay like I didn't really think it was going to be that big but like I people really liked that one like that wasn't the one I was going to push it was really just like a tiny collab because we had the same manager at the time I didn't think that one was gonna it's always a song you don't expect right it really is because it I mean 
my big, big, big song right now that's even hotter than uh, Private Jet is Big Bad. That's my newest song that came out two weeks ago and it's going crazy. So I have so much other stuff written. I'm getting in the studio June 2nd, I think, to record some more stuff. But I'm, my favorite stuff is the stuff that I'm on alone. In my opinion, I like to hear just, Mac Miller always said, if you wanna, if you wanna be an artist, you have to only listen to your stuff. Just listen to you. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's dope advice. So like, um, what are some things you like doing in your spare time, you know, when you're not doing music? Um, I'm a dog mom. I have two three-year-old dogs, uh, a chihuahua and a cockapoo, which is a cocker spaniel poodle mix. And I like to read. I love to be outside. I have a lot of, I have a property with a lot of land. So I like outdoor, like four-wheelers and stuff like that. I love to lay at the pool. I love, you know, fancy restaurants and stuff like that like things I could never dream of doing like when I was younger that I do now that's like my favorite thing and I'm also into like makeup and shop like I'm like a girly girl like that's why I'm the rap lot princess like I'm not like I, my music can be hard but I'm like a class act so like I like to do classy things in my spare time oh, okay you know like I'm like the ultimate girly girl like I'm not sporty I'm not like I'm I'm like the ultimate like girly girl so that's the kind of stuff I like to do in my spare time is write music you know be with my dogs makeup shop I love meeting fans too and I love um I love like talking to people on Instagram like everyone's like stop doing that but like I will respond to everybody like even if I don't see you at first like eventually like if I'm laying in bed and I scroll through everything like I'll get to you like I, I love talking to my fans. I'll mail them things. I'll sign, I'll sign autographs all day. Like this isn't about the money for me. I really enjoy like, it's about the fame for me. Like I really enjoy like talking to people and like if they're the reason that like you have to be nice to your fans. Like I know some rappers who are like not too nice to their fans, but your fans are the reason why they work a nine to five. So you don't have to anymore. So you have to be nice to them. Like uh, Post Malone just did SNL a few weeks ago and he stood outside for like three hours and greeted every fan and took pictures with them. Other artists, they'll sneak out the basement entrance where the parking lot is. They won't meet any fans. So like there's a difference between people who are in it just for the money. They collect the check and they leave. People who are in it for like the fame. I think they're the nicer ones because they want to meet fans and stuff. So like, I'll take pictures all night long. I'll sign autographs till I'm, my hand hurts. You know, like that's, I, I live for that. That's my favorite hobby. So, um, you know, that's something that you have to get used to though. So like when you first start doing this music thing, I'm curious to hear this answer. Like when you have the first, do you remember the first interaction you had, you know, when you start building fans, when somebody came to you in person was like, Oh, I listen to your song and I like your song. I know that had to be the best feeling in the world. Yeah, it was the it was insane. I was in Pittsburgh and um I went into a store to get like my friend owns a CBD store and like and I went to have back pain sometimes. So I was getting like a roll-on for my back pain. And the lady who was checking, I I walk in. And the lady who was bringing me out took one look me up and down and I had sunglasses on and she goes, and I said, hi, my name's, I said, my real name. I said, hi, my name's Daphne. 
like I'm in here um, to get some like roll on like stuff for my back pain. She goes, are you summertime bad? And I said, yes. She goes, oh my God, it's you. I thought it was you. I watch all your TikToks. Your, my little sister showed me you. Mm. She made, so I did it. She wanted me to sign an autograph for her little sister. Um, it was wild. I never thought anybody would recognize me like that. And she said, she shook my hand and she said, and I quote, it, it's an honor to meet you. I went, me? Yes, I'm like, I'm like the first man on the moon or something. It's an honor to meet me. Like, okay. So that was my first fan experience. And it was like the best day of my life. And I'll never forget it. Yeah, that's, that's dope. So like, uh, as far as your music career, what is your short and long term goals as far as your music career? Short-term goals are to be signed by Rapalot in a joint deal with a major label. Long-term goals are to um, be so successful that I get to do things that money can't buy me. Like, I want to get invited to the 2023 Matt Gala. I want to be the musical guest on Saturday Night Live. I want to go to the Super Bowl. I don't need to sing at it, but I want to go because I'm summertime bad. You know, like, I, I want other things like it's not just music like I want to do guest cameos on stuff my biggest goal like definitely down the line I want to work on like a Mac Miller like uh like an autobiographical movie because like mm -hmm. I I know him like the back of my hand and so I think I would do really well I know all the spots we could film at like I really someday I uh, want to like uh take that to the movies you know and make and get a major motion picture deal done for him I think everybody would be interested in seeing his story so that's definitely a goal I want to do to honor him someday yeah that's dope you know uh, everybody deserves to have a story told so this like, is an insane story it's an amazing story he was just a normal a normal kid from Pittsburgh and a lot of people didn't take him seriously because it's not like he was from the, the trap or anything. Like they didn't take him serious. So he built something out of nothing and he had gained respect from so many different people from walks of life, different crowds. He has people who like country music. He has people who like rap. He has people who like pop pictures. He got all the people like everybody's the Mac Miller fan. He, a lot of people can't say that. So like he has a great story that I think needs told and uh, I'd like to help tell it someday. Right. So uh, as far as 2022, uh, what's some upcoming projects you got coming for 2022 and uh, any upcoming features, if you can, you can name some. I have a Rich Soul feature I just did that's coming out. Uh, I think they're the new Migos. So just keep that in your brain. I think they're the new Migos. They rap and sing. Great, amazing guys. They're from, they're from Tennessee, Nashville, like or Tennessee area, but they live in Atlanta now. And um, I have some stuff with Monray the Mogul I'm doing. He's awesome. Um, I have some singles that I've already written. I just need to record and want to put out my music video for my song Problem. That's in the editing process right now. So that's the next thing that's coming out. So you guys can look for that on YouTube and my Instagram um, because the song's already out, but the music video just took a little while because I wanted to perfect it. So that's on its way out. Um, I would like to, you know, I, I just want to see where this takes me in 2022. I, I mean, this, the sky's the limit. 
I'm going into this saying yes to everything that comes my way that's a good deal or an appearance. So that's what I hope for in 2022. All right. So um, one uh, one of my last questions. So uh, how do you uh, want people to perceive you? What do you mean? Like, what, what do you want people to know you for? Um, I want people to think of me as like, like the Eve of Rough Riders or like the Nicki Minaj of Young Money. Like she is like one of the homies. Like I want, I, I, I love fitting in in a room full of men and standing out. So that's what I want people to think of me as. Like I'm, they, I want them to look at me and see me on the same level as the male rappers. Okay. That's what I want. I want the same respect that the male rappers get. And so far, I've had nothing but that. So um, that's exactly what I want people to see me as. I want them to say, oh, she's just like, she's the homie. She fits in in a room full of male rappers, just like how Nikki did with Young Money and Eve did with Rough Riders. Mm -hmm. So um, closing remarks, you know, any last things you want to say to your fans, uh, updates and uh, let people know how they can find you on social media, things like that. Well, my fans are called baddies because I'm summertime bad. So shout out to my baddies. I know you guys will be watching this because I have some pretty loyal fans, honestly. And, and I talk to them all the time on social media. You can find me at summertime bad uh, on Instagram. I have a Twitter, but I don't really use it. I'm not like hyped to it, um, but I'm very big on Instagram. My website is www.summertimebad330.com um because 330 is youngstown's area code um and you can look for my problem video it's going to be up shortly and keep your eye out for me you never know where you're going to see me i was at rick ross's this past week so you know like i'm always out and about and if you do see me like i'm very friendly come up to me let's take pictures like i'll sign autographs like you know i i love meeting the fans so if you ever run into me any of you do not be shy Okay. Yeah, that's dope. So like, uh, I appreciate you, uh, coming on the podcast today. Um, you know, anytime you got something going on as far as music career or anytime you want to talk about some real life topics, I don't just do interviews. I talk about, you know, child support relationships, you know, uh, police brutality, fake friends, like any real life topics. I know people might come across, in their everyday life, you know, you could hit me up anytime, you know, it don't take me that long to strike up a podcast uh, episode about it and, uh, you know, anything dealing with your uh, music career. I would love that. Anytime you want me on a hot podcast, like a hot topic podcast, I would love it. Because honestly, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I would do what you're doing. Because I love talking to celebrities. <laughs> I love talking to people. I love, I love bloggers, podcasters. So... Uh, anytime you want my opinion on anything, I got, I, I, you know, I've experienced a lot of life in my 27 years. I'd love to comment yeah. anytime. Right. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show. This concludes uh episode of the Air Jetty Great Podcast. Everybody go stream Summertime Bad on uh, all platforms. Follow her on Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. All her I'm on TikTok things. too. Yes, at Summertime Bad on TikTok. Right, and I'll follow her. Go blow her up. Uh, listen to all her singles. She got good music, and be on the lookout for everything she has to come in the future. 
a real dope artist, you know, step outside your comfort zone. You don't got to listen to people killing people, talking about killing people all day. You could, you could listen to something positive sometimes, you know. <laughs> exactly right. And you know, I had to come on the Eric J podcast because you approached me so cool. And, I, you know, I had to do it. I, I, I believe in what you're doing. And I'm very flattered that you wanted to have me on. So thank you so much. And thank you, baddies. I love everybody. I love you all. Thank you, rap a lot. Thank, thank you, everybody who believes in me. Because it, it, it does take a village. But if, if you don't have anybody who believes in you, as long as you believe in yourself, you can get far. Right. And we end it like that. And uh, this concludes today's episode. And uh, you have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Bye.